Hmm. Pull up yourself a chair. Sit down real still like. Grab yourself some hot cocoa. It's time to settle in for some mouse and weeds. Ooh. It feels so good. Like a warm blanket over your face. Cozy, cool, real nice. Get ready for some mouse and weeds. Oh my goodness. Boop. Can you believe Boop. it? Can you believe it? Here we are. We're back. It's amazing. It is. Mouse and Weens. I'm Mouse. I'm Joelle. And over Who lives there. in San Diego with the kids. And I'm Weens. And I live in Los Angeles in a cottage with my kitty. Yay. A kitty Hot cottage. Dog. Two yep. kitties living over there. One <laughs> there, one in your pants. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know. Have you heard that reference? All right, let's just get into it. Have you heard someone refer to your choo-choo as a kitty? (laughs) Have you? No, I mean, I've heard it. No one's referred to mine as that. Have they you? Yes, there was some guy and yeah. How? Were you like laying down when he said this? How did it work out? I don't know. I mean, it was just like kitty talk about... (laughs) I don't know. <laughs> what do you want to know specifically? Anyway, yes. What are some other names for the Wait, two? no, 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 no. I want to know about this guy. Wait, were you like dirty talking on the phone? Were you texting? Was he standing next to you? Were you laying down doing things? What? How did this come up? He would say things like, oh, don't you want me to blah, blah with your kitty? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> And it was so dumb to me. I'm like, and you could tell he just, like, he probably says it to everyone, too. It was nothing personal. <laughs> Do we have to talk about this? It's strange. I'm sorry. It's just so awkward. It's awkward. I know. What else? I mean. No, it just makes me laugh when, yeah, a pet name comes up for anything. I'm trying to think. This is why I can't get, like. I can't do sexy talk in the bedroom because I just end up laughing and making a joke out of the whole thing. And luckily, I, mean, I married someone who does the same thing. So we're just like, have you I don't ever know, called anyone comedy sir? <laughs> have you called anyone daddy? No. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I mean, I really do just call him daddy because he's the kid's dad. I go, daddy, can you throw my shoes down? Wow. Yeah. No. So you don't have any kind of fetishy thing. Like, uh, have you ever done any role playing? Nope cheerleader no angry mom (laughs) yes well that comes naturally no um no i mean it really is super couples hello my what (laughs) i want to talk to couples who have done role playing let's get a couple people okay so we found two of our girlfriends one does not want to be named and the second one wants her voice scrambled here we go. Have you ever done role playing at all? I try. It goes for about five seconds and Chris just gets naked and laid there and goes, okay, let's have sex. I'm like, just give me a few more minutes. I go, just pretend. And, I, and I'll go, no, you can't. Or I'll, I'll, I'll start on him and I'll be going, oh, you're like long time massage guy. Like, and I'll go, uh, yeah, he's just the worst role. He's <laughs> the like worst. The, <laughs> and I just go, and then I'll hit him. I'll be like, just say it. <laughs> so then, does he like, kind of? No, he won't say a couple. He lines. tries, and he, he just. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> I'll, or he'll already be naked. I'm like, Chris, 
sometimes I would like to take your clothes off you and have a little it's like mm. but <laughs> we both get sleepy <laughs> like I'll go on top of him and I'll be like oh it's such a comfortable position do you sometimes choose just sleeping no because i'm like now it's now never okay so i thought recently like to spice things up we should do a little role play so i initially said okay the first thing that came to my mind was i'm a college student you're my professor kind of that whole powerful thing <laughs> and we're like sneaking around behind everyone's back and i want you like you know, don't, don't tell anyone at school, but also don't give me a good grade just because we're having sex. Like, I want it to be based on my, my real work, you know. But, um, but then it got kind of weird because he was like, I'm going to give you an A. And I'm like, ew, no, that got creepy. I don't know. I kind of lost it. <laughs> no, what was this based on? This was a movie. So there's this movie called Mr. Wonderful from like the early 90s with like Matt Dillon and um, <laughs> William Hurt and there's this woman she's gone back to college and she's older and she gets involved with her professor and, and and all along you know she she wants to make sure like even though they're having a thing like does he really value her as a smart person does he really think she's going to go somewhere as a writer and all this and at the end they finally break up and she's like but what about my work what about my work and he's like your work is good and so I was thinking about that when I was doing the whole thing. but anyways I got really when he was like, oh, I'm gonna give you an A. Yeah, and then you're like, oh, no. I'm like, this is kind of weird. I don't, know. I don't know. I just like the whole powerful, kind of secret, dirty, yeah. behind the scenes kind of thing, you know? Totally. Wow. Yeah, see, that's how you spice it up in a marriage when you're with the same guy for so long. It's yes. like, put on a new hat. And... and ours always seems to come back to like, because I think I am such a dominant person in our relationship, like, but I secretly down want him to be like the super strong one, yeah. you know? And it doesn't come as naturally to him because it's hard with me, you know? I don't make it easy. Right, okay. You know, so there's always that little part of me that wants him to be that super tough, overbearing, yeah. Throw you against the wall, but not hurt you. Kind <laughs> Pull of thing. your hair, but not too hard. <laughs> exactly. Don't bite me, but like, be forceful. Okay. I don't know what story that's going to be, but I think I liked it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, right. have you done the role playing thing? I got to hear. You're like the swinging single. You've got all these stories. I think one time <laughs> wanted me to be a cheerleader. Oh. I. Uh, and uh, but it was so dumb he <laughs> was like do? Just root. Uh, no I, no <laughs> I, just, I know what you're thinking no that wasn't like that there were no cheers like well, <laughs> would you stop this is why you crack up when you try to do anything give Sexually. me a w <laughs> give me a e <laughs> Give me a D and S. Weens. That's what I want to say. Give me a D and put it in. Sorry. That's so gross. A big brown D. All Wait, right. so what, it, what happened? How did the cheerleader go? I think it was. you stop? By the way, I this is why this I can't you. do two people interviewing a sex worker like we were talking well, about. Because yeah. I'll just giggle the whole time. So I'm out. We have someone. We this. have a special guest that. Is going to be interviewed and and he does um, you know he's a sensual dom. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why is that funny? No, maybe it's because I'm thinking about my <laughs> ex boyfriend's dad's name was Don, and he was this little meatball of a man. He was bald and he was a butcher. 
And so I'm just thinking, <laughs> sensual Don? <laughs> like, rubbing feathers on him. I don't know. Anyway. Cheerleader. Right, I want to anyway. finish the cheerleader. Oh, God. I, it was so stupid. I think it was everything that we would do was always jokey funny, like you're saying, too. Oh, good. So I'm not alone. So, I, I don't know. I just sometimes, I think I tried to put on some kind of out i had like a jersey but i look like a man <laughs> and then and then like i think i put my hair pigtails it's like we and then that was it and i think it didn't really go anywhere we just started laughing probably watch tv it was dumb <laughs> it's the same thing it doesn't so where I, did his fantasy know. of cheerleaders come from does he was this a common theme i don't know probably i mean look at all the i think number one watch Porn for men is barely teen porn, oh. and everybody looks like baby dolls and pigtails. And guys are guys are dirty. Wow, weird. So I mean, not maybe. weird. No shame. Be into what you're into as long as it's legal. Yeah, but yikes! All right, good to know. I remember well, watching all that Adam Carolla man show stuff, and it was always the girls on the trampolines bouncing around, right? So maybe there's a bouncy thing happening. I think so. I don't know. Well, maybe, I don't know. I think people get trapped where they had the best time and a lot of people, it's high school, right? Oh, yeah. Maybe. Right. Reliving the, theory. the good old days. Yeah. This is true. All right. Well, so, that makes sense. Yeah. So what's the wackiest thing you did in the sack? Oh, Go. Wacky sack. Um, dude. This is so awkward. I know so I know. many people who listen now. Your mom's listening too. Oh, mom. Yeah, but it's doesn't everyone do it? A little pokey bowl. <laughs> well, know. honestly, it's really like basic, boring stuff. I don't think anyone would find anything I do wacky or wild. So I'm just gonna leave it at that. Do you want to just get off this topic a little bit? Okay. Well, we originally opened this up to. Uh, should we just start this whole thing over? <laughs> no, it's fine. I think this is fine. Okay, so obviously it's uncomfortable to talk about this because it's a whole public thing. But maybe we can talk about just the relationship part of it. How, when do you feel like it's it's time to have sex? You know, when you've first started dating somebody, how many dates in do you go? Do you bang it out on the first date? Just bang get it, it over with? Do you go with like what instincts are telling you and just do it? What is your, uh, do you have rules that go with that? Uh, you're asking me this yeah. question? <laughs> I don't know. Well, I have been recently indulging in the, um, what is it? It's love addiction classes mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. if you have a propensity, such as myself, to get lost in a fantasy world, which is also, you know, a lot of people with a creative brain, which is all of us, I would say. Mm -hmm. But some people have the propensity, I'm trying not to pop my peas, <laughs> uh, to get into a fantasy place and have unrealistic expectations. Okay. Such as when you go on a first date, you start picking out your wedding dress. <laughs> Which, so they say. Now, is that real love addiction or is that just having fun thinking about what this could be and this might be our fun future i don't know i've done that with everybody you kind of really suss it up with everybody yeah am i weird is this a thing 
I think the difference might be if you're so I've been studying up on this very much. Mm-hmm. And it's um there's a whole theory called attachment theory. Attachment theory, everyone. <laughs> no, because it sounded like attachment. But it is the idea that there are some people who are insecurely attached versus securely attached. And mm-hmm. it would have happened when you were younger to your primary caregivers. Or it may have happened, you know, with traumatic circumstances in the formative years. So, but mostly they say for from parents and everything if you're securely attached then you have healthy expectations of your relationships like oh we'll go on a date if that person doesn't call in a couple days they're probably busy and i'm sure they'll call soon Mm -hmm. and you go about your life and for uh there's three main categories i believe and there's different there's some you can really get into this but i'll make it brief well there's a can I just ask really quick, what is yeah. a healthy attachment? Like, what does a parent do to make sure their kid's healthfully attached? What does that I mean? I think it is when you have needs that you meet the kid's needs. So you're there and available when they cry, you comfort, and you're basically hearing them, seeing them, and attending to their needs. So okay. the kid goes, okay, when, when there's an issue, someone's there to help with okay. it. And they're being heard and seen. Okay. And the ones who have had traumatic experiences or have a narcissistic parent who's unavailable emotionally, mm. a lot of times those kids will become um, insecurely attached or the, oh, I just drew a blank on what it's called. I like when you draw blanks because there's always a noise attached. Oh. 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 what's the bob's burgers uh <laughs> wait that's marge marge's sister what's the one yeah. tina tina uh. yeah uh. anyway oh god i feel like i'm turning into a clinical mess of varble garble mouth <laughs> do you know what i'm talking about Anyway, there are the anxious attached. Mm -hmm. If you're an anxious person, there's like fearful, anxious. There's all these other subcategories. If you're anxious, then you'll be the one that is like uh, trying to get the guy to call you back and you chase them and you usually choose a person who is avoidant, Mm. avoidant. So then your circle of dysfunction This is a lot of the people, and especially love addicts. So Uh they'll choose an unavailable partner that they can chase, and they want attention, and that person's always kind of aloof and distant and not giving it to them. So you keep, you know, you're their biggest fan. You're trying to get attention, and and then as soon as you go, screw this, I'm not going to do this anymore, and you walk away, then they come after you. Oh, And the underlying core of both people are Abandonment issues and fear of intimacy. Wow. Because they did not know what healthy intimacy was like when they were younger. What Is do you this think? all Freudian-based stuff where you're no. trying to recreate your uh, relationship with your parent? No. No, I don't think so. But, you know, a lot of these folks say that you'll continue to play out what's comfortable love to you. So you keep trying to come to a different conclusion in your relationship like mm. this is this if you had a a narcissist father, let's say, then mm-hmm. you might choose those partners, and then you're always trying to create a different ending 
Like, I want that person to finally turn around and say, I okay. see you and I hear you. And then you're creating a different ending to and the story. And then in your brain somewhere, it's like, ah, I got my conclusion that yeah. I wanted. I see. Like you're retraining, you're, you know, writing the end of your story right. in a better way. Wild. Do you think that's Is the case with you? you? Totally. Do you oh. think that's your situation? Do you feel like dad was a narcissist? I think... Our father, who art in heaven, <laughs> hallowed be, be thy there. name. Yes. Um, hi, Dad. I think, you know, he was a great and loving person. I think he was definitely somewhat unavailable. Mm-hmm. And I think overall he probably, and I might have been more susceptible to it somehow, or I might have just paid more attention to it or related to it more, whatever. But I think... In my experience, he was more of a talker and not a listener. Mm-hmm. And he was kind of all over the place. So he was not very available at some point to just be like, oh, I have a kid. And this kid probably has a lot of needs because they're a child. Mm-hmm. And I will put my needs aside because I chose to have a freaking kid. Yeah, exactly. But well, I think we saw a lot of, like, we were given a lot of his problems as kids to somehow were kids going, oh, we should help our dad work through his issues, right? Right, yeah. He Did you feel was, that way? As a teacher, he'd be home after school, and so we just had a lot of time with him as our main dude. And, yeah, I think he did start to really lean on us as we got into our teenage years. But I'm just wondering how come it didn't kind of affect me necessarily that way? I mean... I don't know, maybe I have stuff I could look at too, but... No, please. I wonder if... If you don't feel it, you don't need to. Yeah. I wonder if he kind of morphed into this narcissist when you were still young, but I was older, so I was already kind of through that phase where it... Well, I asked mom, I asked her, sorry, if he was, and she goes, well... I gave her like a checklist thing and she said, no, I don't think he, he really cared about you girls and he loved you a lot and he tried to be a really good father and and maybe there were a couple things, but I think she said that when somewhere after his dad died, mm-hmm. then he started getting really into therapy and men's groups and all that stuff. And so that's when the, the um, change happened. Things got weird. Yeah, yeah, I guess. What do you think? Is this like... Yeah, I'm just, you know what I'm doing right now? I'm thinking in my head what the title of this episode is going to be. How are we going to do sex and dad? (laughs) Oh, no. See, you're thinking, here's her logical science podcast brain. No, but I guess it is. It's like kind of sex addiction and like where does it start? So, yeah, it's inevitable, I guess, if it starts with the parents. Um, So what do you do if you kind of feel like you have this well and you had said too we've talked about this offline a bit and you had said that when you're playing this cat and mouse game you get hits of dopamine so it really is like being addicted to a drug yes thing so it's almost like i mean that's why it's called an addiction right love addiction so yeah i think it is literal like your brain is getting fired up and if you're used to going for those i guess the cheap thrills Mm -hmm. or a lot of people with this love addiction or sex addiction or it's very much about um, – well, for the love addiction people, a lot of it is about 
the beginning stages of the relationship because that's when you're feeling all the butterflies oh, the and the honeymoon phase. And the honeymoon so phase. And that's why a lot of people cheat because they're feeling that feeling again, mm-hmm. which is the all, all of that, the newness and everything. But it is definitely hitting your dopamine receptors. Right. So, so for is, a lot of people. Sorry. Is the therapy like 12-step then? Is it kind of based around that? Do you they- could go to those. Yes, mm-hmm. there's Sex and Love Addiction Anonymous, mm-hmm. and there's Sex Addiction Anonymous. So SAA, SLAA, and I think there's a porn one too. For It's like Sex and Porn Addicts Anonymous. Someone said that. Mm-hmm. But so that's a way to continue. Like for me, I just went to this weekend course, and it was to say, how come I keep choosing weirdo guys, and what's the like kind of these dysfunctional, emotionally right. shut off guys. So... Mine was more in the love addiction part. I don't relate as much to sex addiction. Mm-hmm. But um, yes, you can go to those 12-step meetings, and that is a really great way to change your behavior. Mm-hmm. Because here's an example of, this is something they showed in the course, because I went to the Center for Healthy Sex and last weekend for mm-hmm. two days of eight-hour days, and it was very wow. illuminating with 10 women and... Everybody's bringing in different issues. and um, Was yours kind of a common story? Was that like kind of the main? Yeah, I think, yeah, there's a lot of people who, and you could call it, you know, I'm a love addict. I'm sure there's, you could call it codependent. You can call it, uh, you know, your self-worth is not up to par. Like there's probably other ways to describe it, but that's the easiest way to Mm -hmm. describe it, I guess. Um, But they showed a video, like a four-minute video you can get on YouTube and it was called The Road to Brighton. And it was this English lady, and she was talking about... I'm not going to do that. It's going to be awful. <laughs> yes, I will. <laughs> if you take The Road to Brighton, I'm a Courtney. <laughs> <laughs> try that. Just try to go all out. Do it right now. It's great. Try it. Go. Well, sex in my kitty is quite pleasurable. Yes. <laughs> See, it feels good for a second. Oh, you could try to be more distinguished. Wait, no, that's not. No, that's still in the gutters of Liverpool. What just try happened? to do. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, anyway. So, the road to Brighton, everyone. Now imagine. You keep driving down. Brighton is an exciting place. You keep <laughs> just you keep, all right. So you keep driving down this one. They relate it to a neuropathway in the brain. So mm-hmm. if you're always say driving to Brighton, Brighton's a really fascinating town. Let's just call it Las Vegas here, okay? Okay. So you've been for years. You love taking a trip to Las Vegas. That's where you get a high. That's where you get the dopamine. You love going to Vegas, mm-hmm. but Vegas also burns you out. And it makes you really tired after you get home and you overindulge and it's a little too crazy. But that's where you know to go. And the the highway goes directly from like it's in a it's a highway you've traveled many times mm-hmm. to get your drug of dopamine. Right. So now this is what we're training ourselves to do is to take a side path. Why don't you go to uh, Skokie, Nebraska and... <laughs> I'm going to explain this. We're somewhere else. That's a side trip. Why don't you go to Joshua Tree? There you Joshua go. Tree's cool. It's not as exciting, 
But you start going there, you hang out with some friends. Now there's a different way to get dopamine. Might not be as crazy, but it's not Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. And then you go to this other side, a little seaside town with, you know, that could be meditation and jogging. That's a way to get some dopamine. Not going to be as good. And then over time, the roads to those other places are going to be more paved. And the road to Las Vegas will be It'll get some potholes. It'll start Ooh. having weeds that grow over it. Ooh. That neuropathway is now not so strong. Wow. The road is not as strong. See? Now, nice analogy. That's and great. Did that resonate with you? Were you like, aha, yes, that's what I need well, to I do. Well, I see, you know, I mean, I kind of removed a lot of the bad behavior stuff mm-hmm. and then this popped up is very dopamine hitty mm-hmm. so i don't drink anymore that was a good thing and then i um calmed down on dating and doing you know getting together with weirdos and so now i realize yes that i have probably taken shortcuts to dopamine mm-hmm. now that i am cutting off these two sources I want to take Rick Seaman's son driving school. <laughs> hey, Rick because again. that's a way. So this now keeps coming up. that will be my new way to have some dopamine in the ah. Interesting. Like really so to get your Well, it, so yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Well, well, think about it. We've got some people in our family who like to jump in the car and chase ambulances. We've got some other people <laughs> That and I love this. I almost went on a stakeout the other night to go check to see if someone's partner was cheating on them, and I got my wig out and I we were gonna go and stake out this and I had a fake mustache for my friend and a wig and I had a whole outfit and I was so excited. This was more important than doing anything else on yeah. a Friday night yeah. was to go on a stakeout. So I know that I have that part of my brain that just wants like room. Right. A little zoom zoom. Yes. So maybe it's either that uh, we've got a gene in our family possibly that is, you know, I, I would guess probably on dad's side maybe more. There's a little bit of, uh, we'll call them adventure pups. Adventure you want a little pups? bit of pups? Pizzazz, yeah, like seeking adventure. Okay. Which might be, my theory is maybe dopamine levels are low in the brain. And that's genetic, no? What do you think? That makes sense to me. <clears throat> yeah. And I mean, it has to do with personality, too, and how you've taken all this stuff. So I like that theory. That makes This all makes so much sense. But okay. But it's also, could it be a cheater's way of getting pleasure? I think for me, it might be avoiding intimacy. I think my stuff came from having sex too young and with a couple people who are dicks Mm -hmm. and then i just shut down from true intimacy that's what i think is my main thing yeah i I think it happened early enough to just kind of screw me up for a while so now i'm unscrewing Mm -hmm. do you hear that boys she's unscrewing (laughs) so back off (laughs) stay away but uh so that's in the pattern maybe maybe it's a little dad maybe it's a little they did say that there's uh oh mom don't get mad they did say a lot of the attachment stuff has to do with mother mhm but also dad so i don't know what do you think joe well hmm. i don't know i don't know how we could have been differently raised by mom 
that would have been better. I think she was freaking ideal, but she is. I totally can see how all this is is how it makes sense. This is wild. Do you feel kind of free? Like, aha, now I have some steps forward. This is good. It's hopeful. I don't know. Where are you now? Yes, because I think just having the analogy of going and rushing to get a dopamine high is not the way to go, Mm -hmm. which, you know, it could calm me down from having, you know, with creative projects, that's what I think creativity is mixed in with Mm -hmm. sexuality and all that stuff for me. Like, you know, I get fired up about something and then I like, oh, I should write about this. I got to write about this. I got to remember. But it's done in this real zingy panic kind of. Right. Okay. So I think all those like receptors are firing and it also fires with creativity and everything. I don't know how to separate the two. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you, I think now I just have to <laughs> so you have hard a work. Creative Twinkie is what you're saying. Right. No, Joe. <laughs> I gotta okay, be you, me. I gotta, I gotta shine. Be. My Twinkie will shine with creative <laughs> juice. <Ew>. Shine. <laughs> so sick. Who cares? Oh hey, my uh, god. You tell me about you and all this stuff because you feel like we were raised in the same. F- I think you probably think that I'm overdoing this whole thing, right? No, no, no. I don't. I think you have to do what make sense to you and find answers for your questions. I think this is great. I just think we're different personalities and we have different brain chemistry straight away. And so for you, straight away on the road of Brighton, but that you have that desire more maybe for the dopamine and you kind of always have, you've always revved a little higher. You've always been a little more jazz hands and running around and I don't want to label, but maybe ADD-ish or whatever you want to say for that, you know, in yep. not a negative way, but in a wonderful, creative, like, I want to do this. Now I want to do that, you know, and it's called ADD. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, if it's a clinical thing or just like a creative thing, honestly. So I think you just are more that way. You're so. hanging out with that. You guys are playing dolls. I know. I lighting the carpet on fire. Exciting <laughs> and not boring and... So who's to say, but I do, I think you just always had, you've higher energy. And so that is more attractive to you and getting that little rush of whatever brain chemical that is. Yeah. Maybe it's lower or whatever and you need it. I like that theory. That makes sense. Yeah. It's it's made up, but I think it's right for me. Yeah. And then maybe it's a birth order thing too. Maybe because I was the type A child and I was already older and tight A child. I didn't need dad's attention as much or whatever. And I kind of was a know-it-all and I I was good on my own. But you were mom's buddy too, right? Yeah. You guys did everything. And I, maybe I didn't have a place there too. No. I I think we both had a place. You just weren't interested in all the domestic arts like I was I, w- so I was like oh this is exciting stuff how to make a pie you got to crimp the edge like this really Speaking See, which, that's I'm, cute I'm, I'm still pie crimping I'm holding a uh, Friendsgiving on Sunday so it's really handy. Yeah. but and to me I would cater the party and not do anything right like well that. I have a foot in both camps right now I'm kind of more of that lately this will be my one big whoop whoop but everything else is low key bring a crock pot yeah. of chili and paper bowls and make it simple 
because I just don't I have the energy. <laughs> no, but, I think it's great. Yeah, but it's fun to get fancy every once in a while. So we're getting fancy, but hey. fancy in a Costco way. I pre-bought everything at Costco. See, here I go with all this boring stuff. Who cares? Back to the no, sex. cares. I, so what do you think is going to be your kind of your final exam? When are you going to feel like dipping that twink back in the dinky pool? <laughs> <laughs> like, how oh, do you I know think I'll dip my twink. Uh. How do you know when you're done being therapized, or or when is it going to feel? I don't know. Healthy. I think again, when winter's or? over, I can expose the twink. It's very <laughs> chilly right now. <laughs> Just let it grow over. Let it, that road to brighten. Get some potholes. Grow over. Take it off. Take it out. Air it off. Go back to air your it out. sweet little Korean waxing lady and. Oh. Rip, rip those folds. <laughs> rip that pavement right up. <laughs> I just wonder whoever has to pick up that garbage, just a bunch of hair tape in the trash. <laughs> just imagine that sick garbage guy who's like, oh, Jesus. But what if he was like a pervy garbage guy and he put them all on his wall and his whole house is just <laughs> draped with twink tape? He's got this Can you pube, imagine? Pube tape couch at home that he rolls what if around he has a on pube museum and he has people come in kind of like 16 candles where they charge a dollar to see the underwear but he just brings people in to see twink tape all over his walls <laughs> twink tape what? <laughs> what if he's like a serial killer and instead of seeing like you know how someone has those things on their wall like that person that person with the strings <laughs> attached this one's just twink tape everywhere and just this serial guy in the middle <laughs> that's not funny anyway <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, yeah. well, but really, when when do you think you'll be like, ah, okay, I'm ready again? According to Pia Melody's book, she is a uh, groundbreaking love addiction specialist and mm-hmm. co-addiction. Pia Melody, okay. her book says three to five years. Wow. Although of full recovery, she thinks. That's been a standard thing after years of research, but really? uh, I'm not going to listen to all that. I'm going to listen to, Your but I've kitty. already been in this a little bit. I'm going to listen to my kitty. She is growling. <laughs> <laughs> she, she, she needs a little some meat kibbles stick treat. It's a little snossage. <laughs> yes. <laughs> snossage. Sick. Well, how long has it been? When was the last uh, roll in the hay? <laughs> Joe. Sorry. For Christ's sakes. Well, just... Our mother. I mean... I know, why is sex so shameful? Let's talk about that. Right. Why should we be ashamed? I know. I'm going to give out little... There's this company called Dame. Oh. And it's got vibrators for women. It's designed for women. And they are... One, like, holds the labia folds, and you put it over your clitoris when you're having man intercourse or female intercourse with a ding. And you would. (laughs) (laughs) My face right now. My eyes are so wide. And my mouth is in a little O shape because I'm trying to figure out. Wait a minute. What do you put where? I don't get. I don't get the physics. It is a clitoral stimulator that you, instead of having to hold it when you're having. Yeah. Like ding dongs, or because I'm saying strap on for the lesbians, so ding dong strap on sex. Okay. You would put this vibrator over your clitoris and it wraps around the folds, which How? is called your labia. With a belt? Like it goes around your waist? <laughs> I'm really trying to understand. Where does it go? I don't, I just, I, I, I could give you the website link. Okay. 
dinklink. And then um <laughs> twink and dink. No, it's supposed twink and dinklink. And it goes around the labia. Do you know which part of your labia is? It's the lips. I got that yeah. much. So okay. it kind of wraps around like I would say like tarantula like fashion. Oh. Is so it like it that game where it holds your lips open and you have to say words <laughs> like the dentist like that? <laughs> A little speculum kind of thing? I think no. it would close the lips more. Okay. Because it has to wrap around that part and it's going, it's buzzing your button and then. Okay. So Is it like one of those for females. hair claws? Like the thing that you clip your bun yes. in the back I of your. I think more like that. Got it. Yes. But boy, can you imagine that on there? Spring and shut? Yowza. No. That would hurt. It's a bear trap. Okay, so your point is you have toys. Well, I'm saying that these are products created for women I read about. Okay, And what is the point? You asked me something about that, I think. Well, three to five years, when was the last time? Oh. So So, you're somewhere in that three-year mark? No. Probably somewhere around... A couple, yeah. No, because it's been two years we've had this podcast. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so, less. Probably less. a year and a half then. Okay. Oh, I was thinking it was three. I was like, all right, I'm almost out of the woods here. Sorry. Um. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I think that therapy or however you heal is up to your own pace, kind of like grieving everyone. Mm-hmm. If there is no time limit, except there's probably ways to move it forward by doing things every day, by going to your... SLAA classes by uh, going to therapy. They say individual therapy is very good or a sex and love therapist is very mm-hmm. good. You know, someone who specializes in that. Um, what do you think about all this? I think it's great. I think if you have guidance and people that are also relating to your stories, it can only be good. It can only help. And if there's a pattern that you know, therapists have seen and they have a timeline that, you know, stick to this. This has been what works for other people. Try it out and you're comfortable with it. Yeah, heck yeah, go for it. And then, yay. so that's, it's exciting and good for that. Is there part of you that misses all of it and feels like, I don't know, time is clicking by and this is all fooey or are you totally is that what you think comfortable well no I'm just trying to put myself in your shoes and I think part of me would say but I'm I'm this personality this is me I'm just like oh black and white like I'll just get through it and deal with it myself or whatever you know like I've never been to therapy I've been to one therapy session ever in my life because I felt like it didn't do anything for me yeah. So I don't know. Well, you, you don't need it. If you don't need it, you don't need it. And maybe I'm a person who wants to talk more about feelings and wants to yeah. analyze things to death. <laughs> no, but that's good. This is you. But I know. To me, I guess it's kind of fascinating, too, though. But, you know, mm. instead of reading Fifty Shades of Grey, I would read a book on uh, attachment disorders. Right. <laughs> and that's, like, exciting to me. I don't know. That's good. I like, mental disorders. I like uh, whatever weird mind hunter serial killers i like uh, (laughs) just kidding see this is good this is getting inside the brains understanding the brains inside the brain of the eggs um i like like that you don't have this i wish that my brain just kind of i mean maybe i talked to blake about this like if if i had real direction and purpose and maybe something that was much more important 
Maybe I just wouldn't have time to dick around like this, but mm. but also I think it's a lifetime of choosing kind of unhealthy partners. There might be a reason to look into that. Yeah. Well, or did you like any of the guys I dated? I mean, maybe you have a. I like Blake. He's still yeah. your best bud, so that's cool. I like that he was one of your first main squeezes back in the day. But, but that was it out of the few. I think right? so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Fisherman Dave was cute too. Yeah. So that's two. So that's two out of uh, how many? <laughs> I don't know. There were a lot. <laughs> All right. What about you? Did you feel like you chose pretty healthy people? Except for I... the one who wanted to kill his dad? Yeah. Oh, I know. We named him Asshole Dave. He was another David and he was a weirdo. And he cheated on me. He was the one guy that kissed someone behind my back. And it ruined me because before that I was just confident and things were going along well. And that was in college. And it just sent me down the spiral of insecurity. It was, it was a little rough, but got back on the wagon and then um, fell for DK. So I don't know. Yeah, I feel like we're well matched and we get each other. It's been 15 years of marriage and 10 more of dating. So we've been together 25 years and that's amazing yeah it's kind of crazy but it's good I mean of course I think in any relationship you always kind of go back to oh I wish it could feel like it did in the beginning and that honeymoon phase and the flutters and all that kind of stuff so you just have to do those things that get that back like take little weekends away and go to a hotel and leave the light on when you have sex oh wild stuff not really (laughs) how come (laughs) I don't know. I mean, it's just we're in such a little sweet pattern that I don't think it's. But you like the pattern. There's nothing that you go, oh, God, I wish this would happen. Yeah. I mean, sometimes frequency could be a little more often. See, we have, we are sex crazed females. Maybe. I don't know. I do rev a little high in that department. So that's fine. And I have my ways. But I also realize, like, I don't know, after the kids go to bed and. It's like, do we go to bed early too? So it's like fun time. And sometimes we go, oh, but Netflix has so many great shows on. Let's watch that. So then we're just both tired and, you know, the typical marriage thing. But, you know, yeah. If it ever feels feels out of balance, I would would have a talk and step it up and make more of an effort. But it must be all right because I'm rolling right along. What if I sent you one of these toys if I bought you one for Christmas? I have one. I never use it. Why? I don't know. I don't need it's it. It's all fine. Yeah. It's a vibrator fine. or a ding-dong pusher? <laughs> Which well, one? First, we got to work on the names. <laughs> a vibrator. So Why are you so quiet after I said that? Because <laughs> I'm thinking, could you have a vibrator that's also the inside ding-dong? It is. No. Oh. Always on top. The vibrator oh, is always it's like outside. a little. Oh, I'm like, I'm sweating. <laughs> it's like a little. Um, it's like one of those. <laughs> I'm trying to think. What are those? This sounds awful, but what are those little <laughs> hooks? <laughs> like a meat hook? <laughs> what? 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 Are the little nasal Baton? inhalers when you have a cold. It's <laughs> the only oh. thing I can think of. It's like a ramped up tube of chapstick like that oh so that just goes on the top or in on, on what part bit. oh don't make me say it say it the clit 
The what? Clit. The clit. Can't hear that. <laughs> <laughs> I could hear the first time. Because <laughs> I want you to feel what I feel when you ream me with questions. Don't say ream. I am like 12 shades of purple right now. I'm sweating. Okay, My why? Deodorant is off. I don't know because I have three kids on the other side of this door right now that their mom's sitting here talking about a twink what? pusher. What'd you call it? I still don't know what that is. What's a twink pusher? Like the dildo? Like the strap on thing? I think so. Like the inside. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Battle ram. Well, I Do think it's important to. And close sure, this out. We are kind of at our, our end. Sure. Oh, Let's end God. it. I don't know if we, we... I think our whole original idea was to talk about passion, which we didn't really get to that at all, but... Well, you know, we have future episodes that we will hit that passion stick hard. Passion. <laughs> strong and barely controllable emotion. Mmm. That's the definition. Passion. Fervor. Ardor. Enthusiasm. Zeal mean. Mmm. Intense emotion, compelling action. Passion. Yes. Okay. All right. We'll get there and we'll talk passion and love, more love and sex from uh, your love and sex experts. Not me. That was, no, both are not experts. Both are strangely shameful. Okay. And we need to get better about being open about this. We could, we should, 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 shame, shame, should, word. Oh, Dave's home. Hi, honey. Okay. Just popped his head in. I'm almost done. Let's yeah. close it out. Goodbye. You're talking to someone else on no, the no. live podcast. He's gone. He's gone. See, this okay. is the stuff. It is a shameful thing. I feel sneaky. Like I have to. And then. Oh, you were sneaking, so you didn't want him to hear you talking about this. Are no, no, kidding? I didn't even know he was home. He's fine. No, you know what? It's like a whole public thing too. Like who's listening? Ah, don't tell him. Bedroom, keep bedroom things in. Which I get. There is that. Like I live in a community where. It's it's kind of like not okay. I do. I live in like this little uh, Pomerado Road is called uh, Church Row. It's very okay. Well, guess what? You're not churchy, and your business card for Mouse and Weens says we talk about sex. I know. Love family. If anyone wants some of our business cards, uh, call us. We'll give them to you. You can pass them out. You can tell people it's a sex podcast without with shameful talks about <laughs> sex. I'm trying to work it out, man. I am. All right, trying. let's work it I'm out. Not live. Be, it's embarrassing, and I it know, is a little I'm the like. Same way. What do you want your kids to hear and think? And like, really? But if why you, not talk at least healthy sex? Right. I think it's all personality. It's personality mixed with life experience, mixed with whatever. Yeah, You're and it's comfortability. I don't. I also don't want to be peer pressured into divulging all my secrets that are not well, secrets, but that are my personal like life in the bedroom, right? Like what? Well, like I love you, but you live in L.A., which I feel like is very open and wild, and everybody talks about everything and sex shops, and and I don't, and it's kind of comfortable for me here because this is my life that I kind of picked, and so. To kind of feel like you have to talk about sex and you have to write about sex and you have to, you know, how often do you, it just feels a little peer pressure and I'm like a little worried about kids, my kids hearing it straight up. That's, that's the concern. I don't care about other adults. It's my kids. So, okay. I mean, that's always going to be my number one is like raising proper kids. I want them to be attached properly. All this good stuff, right? I don't know. Sorry about the fact that we're about to 
interview a sex worker. I know. Well, that's someone else's story. That feels safer to me. That's more like in- you don't interesting. You to talk about it. You don't have to share anything. Okay. About yeah. Your sex I life. just like to keep some of it mine. That's fine. Mine. I apparently don't because there's three electricians walking around <laughs> and yelling about Twinkies and Dinkies. <laughs> Hi. They all have cups on their ears. Or, oh, no, I love you. I totally respect your openness and and position in the whole thing. I think it's it's great. It's good. And if I didn't have children, I would be there with you. So there. Okay. There. I respect that also. Yay. Respect all around. Hey, well, I was going to do a podcast shout out for hashtag the no offense show. They are cool people. They threw us on their podcast recently and um, look them up, please. It's called the no offense show. There's a hashtag in there in the beginning and you can find them on all social media with a H-T-N-O-S. So please check them out and follow them. It's a, a couple and they talk about anything and everything. No holds barred and they're they're fun. So, there you go. Yahoo! Weens, you want to close this out with other good stuff? I think that's it. I'll just say check out the Facebook page and all the social media and the Twitters and the MySpace and (laughs) what else are the kids using? Friendster. (laughs) Friendster and the old magic beans. Oh, yeah. Mouse and Weens here to tell you synonyms of sex. Reproduction. Dig in the twink. Population. Lay some babe. Penetration. Intercourse. Horizontal dangle. Fornication. Prigging. Consummation. No pants dead. Making love. Scissor sisters. Coitus. Partner Pixie. Whoopee. Ah, beard splitting. Hank Panky. Interior designing. Hump, 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 hump. Do it. Hump it. Screw it. Hump it. Poinking. Shagging. Lay down and get down. Sonic. Planting parsnips. Noodling. Turning the butter. Dirty deed. Feeding the kitty. Fucking. Skate shooting. Rolling in the hay. Pokey holly. Hit it. Do that nasty. Slapping sloppies. Porking. Laboofing. Bopping. Souring the ground. Rooting. Clocking the tub. Banging. Sproing. Gumpy pumpy. Having a go? <laughs> Puddle snuggling. Burping in the wormhole. Hurdling, nerdling, hiding the bishop. Riding the St. George. Roughing up that subject. Playing Tetris. Pumping fur. Moistening the Pope. Rub those fun bits. Pumping fur, pumping fur, pumping fur.